Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Digital Nomad World weekly series. I'm Becky, and I'll be your host. And this week, I'm excited to welcome Caroline Dupont. I'm going to call her Caro during this interview. And we are going to be talking about what happens to that, how you can make your travels more exciting by bringing in the idea of challenges. Caro, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining. I'm I'm really excited to share your story with our viewers because I think it's a bit different than some of the things we've covered. And I first want to jump right in by asking you about your background and how you started your travel adventure this year. Yeah, so um, I've been traveling for five months right now. Uh, started in August uh, 2022 before I was leading the consultant French life in Paris, very like normal life um and i've always wanted to travel like my dream is traveling um i like meeting new people going to new places and at the beginning of the year 2022 because of many things partly covid partly like work or you know like so many things going on i just decided to drop everything to quit my job my flat and uh, to say bye to everyone and just live the dream uh just with a backpack i love this i'm sure you're not alone caro like what gave you the courage to start this so like how, how did you find the strength to just like say goodbye to everything um i think sometimes you just arrive at one point in your life where you know what's good for you and what's not good for you and i was kind of at that point where yeah i had a great career great friends a flat and you know the whole typical Parisian life. But then I was like, yeah, I'm missing something. Um, and what gave me courage, um, it's basically everyone telling me, go for it. Because um, a lot of people want to do it, but I never do it. But once you achieve, uh, like buying your plane ticket and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to go. Everyone around you gives you all that uh, motivation and I tell you yes go 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 for it and you're gonna travel for me you're gonna make us discover things um, so I think it's just a good push from other people that made me go for it I love it I feel like they were gonna live vicariously through you yeah so you said you've been traveling now for five months I'm really curious what have been some of your favorite experiences so far so um, I think it's a hard question because, you know, wherever you go, there's like very cool places and co cool activities that you do. Um, I think one of the hardest and the loveliest experience I had, it's in Colombia. I did a trek. It was like my first trek ever. I am not somebody who likes to hike. I mean, I did not before. Now I do. Um, so I went to a place called Ciudad Perdida, the Lost City Trek. Basically, you walk during maybe like four days, 20 kilometers a day. And the idea is just to climb up to a certain point where you just enter the lost city. And it was just mind blowing. Uh, being without Wi-Fi, without a cell phone, carrying your backpack under the rain in the jungle with all these people and just like, okay, this is just amazing. Like just nature. And, and also it's like a challenge for you, at least for myself, because walking 20 kilometers a day, you can do that in a city, but in the jungle, it's not the same. 
Um, so it was the hardest and the most beautiful one because yeah, the scene, the views, there was like marriage proposals at the top of the lost city. So you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, okay, people share the love and yeah, it was just amazing. That's one of them, but I highly recommend it. Wow. Okay, put that on your list, everyone. The Ciudad Perdida. And you said it was yeah. four days of trekking? Yeah, you can do you can do three days or three nights, four days, or four nights, five days, depending on if you really want to go quick or if you want to go slow. Um, I did three nights, four days, more than enough, because uh, after your legs are like very shaky. <laughs> um, but yeah, <clears throat> very, very nice experience. And also living in a community for four days, just you and the community going back to playing cards, just to have talks with people, uh, you know, just like normal interaction, social interaction, but like not with uh, phones or Instagram or, or whatever. So really cool experience. Oh, it sounds amazing. Any other experiences so far? I know. Um, can you tell the can you tell the listeners, the viewers, where you've been so far in these five months? Which part of the world? Yeah, sure. Um, so I started in Central America, in Mexico. So I did Mexico for like a good month, then Guatemala, uh, Belize, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama. So that was for Central America. I didn't go to El Salvador. I mean, I did, but just for two days. And, you know, some some things happened there, like I got beaten by a dog. So I kind of went out of the country really quick. Um, and then South America, I did Peru, Colombia, Chile and Brazil. And now I'm in uh, Argentina. Um, so depending on the country, I can stay like a, a little bit longer, like a month or a bit more. Um, in other countries, I just stay two weeks or three weeks just to get a first impression of the country. And then I will see if I go back or not. Okay. Where do you plan to go after South America? Where's your, what is your next continent? Um, that is still in, in progress, but I think I'm going to spend like a few weeks in the U S uh, just because I don't really know this country. Then I will go to French Polynesia um because it's uh i think it's like amazing to go there and originally my plan was after to go to new zealand australia asia and then in africa i say originally because traveling you meet so many people you make good connections and at some point maybe you want to reunite with those people so the planning can change a little bit but my goal is still to travel around the world and do a, a proper loop not visiting every country because it's not possible. Um, but yeah, that's that's mainly the, the objective. Okay. And when ideally are you targeting the end of your trip? Well, I said roughly one year. Uh, it can be a little bit less or a little bit more, uh, but I would be probably returning in September, September in, uh, in France, just for holidays um, because I'm not going to go back and live in, uh, in France. Um, I'm searching for a place to live, maybe to work also, which is not going to be France. Okay. 
Okay. So already I can tell you've, you've learned some like next steps yeah. through these travels and, and some uh, new directions. That's great. Uh, okay. So I wanted to touch on the topic that I brought up at the beginning. So as you started traveling, I know you started thinking of ways to get more creative with your journey. And I think this is something we can all perhaps implement into future travels that we have. I think it's really uh, creative what you, what you shared. I was following your Instagram and you asked your followers to challenge you and start giving yes. you challenges. And, and you also started a giving challenge. Can you share some of those things that you were challenged to do and how that went? What challenges have you done so far? Yes, absolutely. Um, so the idea was to entertain myself, the first idea, but also to be able to show a little more of the culture of the people, of the places where, where I go to. So some of the challenges can be proper challenges like um, do some acrobatic uh, scenery with three people from three different countries, for instance, um, which is really fun because you have to find three people from three different countries, a continent, and just, just ask them, can we do that? Because it's a, a challenge, but then it's a great way to make connections and make new friends. Um, but it can be also a little bit more serious, like um, get to understand the culture um, so find this type of book, um, what is the name of that food? Can you try this food? Uh, I challenge you to go to, I don't know, to Machu Picchu. Uh, I challenge you to do some paragliding. Um, there's many things I've been challenged. Um, and I think it's very interesting because at the same time, um, I do it for myself, but also um, I make people understand and discover the culture. Like, for instance, when I was in uh, Colombia, um, I posted a lot about um, the music. What type of music is that? And just make them discover where does it come from, why people listen to it. Or I've been to Uruguay, for instance, also. And, you know, after the World Cup, everyone's still really into football. But, for instance, the first uh, football World Cup was in Montevideo. And I didn't know that. And thanks to the challenge, because somebody challenged me to look it up and to try to understand a little bit more about the football, I learned that. So it's very interesting and very challenging sometimes also, but I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was amazing when I saw you first post that. And I was so curious what kind of feedback you would get from people. Uh, are you finding that a lot of the challenges are coming from locals from those places? Yeah, um, I think it's, uh, let's say, 50-50. Um, some of the challenges come from, like, France or from my my friends uh, around the world. But sometimes I just meet some people and just ask them uh, to, to challenge me also. Or I just go towards people and start asking questions. Uh, you know, why do you do this job? How do you how do you do these um, or, you know, like just social interaction. So I would say 50, 50. Awesome. What, what has been the hardest or the, yeah, the, what has been the most memorable, let's say challenge that somebody challenged you to? Uh, uh, I was to do diving. Um, cause I didn't, uh, do diving before. And one of the challenges was basically to go, uh, take the license, uh, 
uh, you know, the pack, which I did, and then film myself with the animals. So I'm not very like comfortable in the water, like very, very deep. And in Belize, uh, once we, we, we dove, we encountered some sharks. And I think I was like so happy to be able to, to do the challenge, but at the same time, really frightened because I was like, okay, am I doing that for me? Or am I doing that for the challenge, you know? But once you do it, you're like, okay, thank you. Because now I can dive and I can start to appreciate also that, you know, like, okay, it's pretty cool. Frightening sometimes, because obviously, even if it's small sharks, it's still a shark, you know, like <laughs> it's not something that you find every day. Um, but yeah, that's that was one of the most challenging. And the second one was hiking a volcano in Tamala. Oh, wow. Terrible. The weather terrible. was terrible. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It rained, rained like cats and dogs during seven hours. It was freezing. But once you arrive at the top again, you're like, okay, I understand why I did that and why some people asked me to do that. Because it's just incredible, the view. And you're on top of a volcano. Like seeing a volcano erupt also, it's just, I don't think, you can do that multiple times in your life, you know? Right. Would you have gone to that volcano and gone hiking there if someone hadn't challenged you to it? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, first of all, because I didn't know about it. Uh, I didn't do like the, the proper research on the country. And I think being challenged makes me want to go out of my comfort zone more and makes me want to do more things also. Um, what have you learned about yourself as you have continued on your journey through these challenges? Yeah. Um, so I understood that I'm a very sociable person. Um, I've always known that, you know, I really like interactions, to be around people, to, uh, to chat, to, to be at parties and, and so on. But I also discovered that what I like, it's deep connections. It's to really be face-to-face -face with the person or with the culture and deep, deep dive with that person of, or that culture, um, which is sometimes hard to do when you're traveling. Um, you know it, you know, when you're like going from place to place, you can meet a lot of people, but keeping that relationship and that um, strong connection, that strong bond, sometimes uh, it's really hard. And I think in the future, that's what I really want to do, uh, to be able to say, yes, I've got uh, friends there, or I met those people there, but we are like, uh, yeah, friends, but like friends for, not for life, but um, it's more than just, hi, how are you? You know, we can talk about everything, we can uh, share uh, things that happened or thoughts about about life and I think through the challenges and through the the travels and that I'm doing I know that I don't want any more futile uh, you know like really short connections or short uh, meetings I want to deep dive into people and be able to say okay I know that person you know Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a struggle we all face. Have you found any shortcuts to getting those deep connections? Yeah, I think uh, you have to be really open, um, at least whenever you meet someone, but also like in your in your day to day life, open with everything, your emotions and um, what you think, what you like, what you don't like. 
Because I feel that sometimes, and most of it when I was in Paris before, you kind of play a role all the time. You know, you're like, okay, I'm the consultant. Um, and then you go out of the job and you're like, okay, now I'm Cairo living my life. I think it's very hard to compartmentalize everything. You should be one. You should be you. And I think making good connections is also being vulnerable sometimes. And whenever I have been vulnerable in that trip or people have been vulnerable, we we connected in so many ways that we we couldn't before, I would say. Like if you go to a party and have a drink with someone, it's very nice. But if you're just honest about, yeah, you know what? Today, I don't feel like going to that party or going to that museum, but I would rather chill with you and, um, you know, understand who you are, why you're traveling and what do you do? What, what's your job? I think it's an easy way uh, and a more pure way to to meet people. I could, I completely agree. I think that is a great tip for how to, yes, more deeply connect with people. And I'm sure too, with hiking and with these challenges where you mentioned you were scared when you were learning scuba diving, yeah. things like this, like people are going to see those vulnerabilities because you can't help but show them. And, and it's such a bonding experience to do those types of things. Yeah. And people support you. I think that's one of the best things I like in these traveling is that um, we're all like either nomads or travelers whether you're traveling for like two weeks or six months or more, you're, you're just having a backpack, right? So you don't have a home anymore. And you're traveling basically to see places, to meet people, enjoy yourself and grow. So I think when you know that, you're just so open to others. You're supporting others. You're like, yeah, go, go for it. Do it. Um, if somebody has a question and you can answer it, you're going to do it. If you want to share a meal or if you want to, do some activity with somebody that you just met five minutes ago, you're going to do it. I think it's so, it's freedom, freedom of like moving, freedom of no real responsibilities besides you, and also freedom of mind and spirit. You know, you can, you can do whatever you want. So you're more, you're less heavy and it's easier to be you and to connect with others, I would say. Such beautiful words. Yeah. Oh, you're making me want to get, just go back to the backpacker lifestyle because I know there's a difference when you're traveling and working, you're staying places longer and you have that job that you're thinking about on the road. But I, I'm wondering, yeah. like, as you've been traveling, you just shared such beautiful words. Like, have you in your travels started to think, I want to keep doing this and I want to, I want to get a job and keep doing this. What has, have your, has your perspective changed at all on work and travel since you started this adventure? Yes, it has uh, actually. Um, at the beginning of my trip, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for one year and just traveling, you know, just doing the backpacking and going from place to place. After five months of traveling, uh, because I'm a, I'm a bit intellectual, like I, I like to be busy, you know, and I like to be creative and to do stuff. I'm starting to think about finding a remote job, actually, uh, and being able to work a little bit and also travel a little bit, still doing the traveling because I still have plenty of things to, to see. Um, I'm not ready yet to settle down in one place, you know, uh, and, and work. But I think finding a remote job, maybe a couple of hours a week to start and then, you know, maybe grow the business or grow my, my hours um, would be good because I would, be you know like traveling but also i would have income 
Um, and also I would be more intellectually uh, dynamic, I would say. That is, that's a good point, because I think that is something as you only travel, if you don't work at it, it's easy, yeah, to start losing that, like, edge, shall we say, that of, like, you know, forcing yeah. yourself to keep jumping into projects and things like that. So that's great. I, I wish you well on that journey. And I'm sure you're going to find something. There's a lot of remote work out there. And we can even help you with that here. We have contacts at Digital Nomad World for, for remote job coaches, if, you, if you're looking okay. for any of the viewers. Uh, yeah. I also wanted to ask you, because we didn't touch on it, the giving challenge that you had uh, started in December, I think it was. Can you give yeah. us more background on what that was? Yeah, sure. So doing the challenges, um, I was doing the challenges for me and, you know, about the culture and everything. And when we started December, um, I thought I could reflect on the few months I've been traveling and also uh, start to reconnect with my family because it's December, I'm far away. And and then I was like, okay, I'm very fortunate uh, to be able to travel. Uh, like, like I said, no responsibilities, no, no job, no, no kids, no whatever. And I wanted to be able to share uh, that joy and share what I can with other people. So I started asking people on uh, Instagram what I could do to help other others people in um, in the country I was in in December. So people told me to be able to. Uh, give some coffees, to pay for some meals, to maybe buy some toys for kids, uh, to have good connections, to have good discussions, basically to do whatever I can to make December and to make that month of family tradition, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, you know, like the, the whole um, month of, um, yeah, of, of winter and, and giving to people. So I started doing that and it felt great. Um, I, I met good people uh, just having a coffee or just telling to people that they don't have to pay for the meal because I did pay for the meal and I don't want anything in return. Uh, you know, there's a sentence that says sharing is caring. I think it's really true. Um, I just did that just for me. I didn't do it for the gram, as we say, or for like, uh, people to be like, oh my God, uh, she's doing this or that. This is so cool. No, no, I just did that for me because I wanted to be able to, to yeah, to to spread some love and to spread some happiness. Because sometimes December is not the most fun uh, months for people, you know, that cannot buy things or you know uh, be with the families. So that was the idea, um, and it worked kind of kind of well. Um, I'm really happy I, I did that because um, I got many smiles and I think that's the most important thing to when you can make somebody smile your day is great I love that that's so beautiful and I think we could do it every month any month we want uh, the way that you've yeah. just described this here I mean hey I challenge all the viewers that are watching try it next month and see how you feel and, and share and care from your own side and imagine how much better the world would be if we were all in that mode yeah, that's very easy to to do, whether it's like some money or, you know, like I said, just helping someone, taking the bags for somebody else. It's so easy, you know, a lot of people do it. I did not invent it. But once you do it, I think it's you you feel okay with yourself. You know, there's like that alignment. You're like, okay, I know I did that and I'm I'm really happy I did so.
Well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm so excited that you, you came up with these challenges because they're such great ideas that need to be spread even more. So yeah. I'll, I'm going to challenge myself to do, to have people challenge me as well, Caro. I'll let you know how yeah. it goes. Um, I, I think you did great at it. Thank you. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I do want to ask you now, if you could give a tip to someone who was starting out on an adventure such as yourself, it's, it's now been going for five months, what tip would you give people? Um, so as a solo traveler, I would say stick with your solo traveling plans. By that, I mean, if you're traveling um, as I do for yourself and you know you wanna explore many places and you have a plan, don't get too uh, disturbed, I would say, by meeting others and following other plans, because um, this is your trip. This is for you. Um, and I think that you can have ideas, you can visit some places, maybe they're not on the route of others, or maybe you're going to miss out on some places. You cannot visit everything and you cannot do everything. So I would say stick to your guts. Um, and I'm saying that because I, I have encountered many times that, um, let's say that issue when you meet somebody, you know, or you're like in a good group and maybe you want to join them for just a day or something, but then you want to go back to whatever you want to do, you know, and I think that's very important to follow that, to follow your heart. Um, because at the end of the day, this traveling or this trip or, you know, this lifestyle, it's for you, you know, it's not for others. It's just for you. So that would say that's my first advice. And the second advice, it's allow yourself to chill also. Because um, traveling is very nice. Uh, jumping from one city to another country to do many, many activities, karaoke, you know, climbing a volcano, do the hiking, everything. But sometimes it's okay just to chill out, uh, to book a private room, to chill out, or even like in a in a dorm, you know, but just do nothing for a day, just stay in one place. And it's necessary also, because otherwise you're going to be so tired and your travels are going to be much more shorter than they, they could have been. Um, then again, I experienced it because I'm like uh, going everywhere, doing this, doing that. But at some point you just have to chill. Um, so I would say these two advice. Great advice, Caro. Uh, and you want to keep your body in good condition so you can keep going, right? Yes, yes. Body and mind, both yes. of them. Yes, they're both so important. Okay, now I want to ask you, I always love to ask this one, what is a funny, what's one funny experience that you have gone through during these five months on the road? Um, I'm thinking about the last funny experience I had, which is funny-ish. So I was traveling to Peru, and so I've been to Lima, then I, I went to Paracas, then to Ica, you know, the start of my trip, really, really cool. And then one day, I just received like a text from the embassy of France being like, watch out, there's some trouble going on in Peru, and but you know, it's going to be okay, just watch out. I'm like, looking at the, the phone, I'm like, yeah, I don't really care, you know, I'm traveling. I don't know what's going on then. Then I go to Cusco and then I go on the second trek of my trip, which is a Salcante trek, which goes, um, you walk basically 70 kilometers to go up to Machu Picchu. 
Then we go there. So again, no Wi-Fi, no cell phone, whatever. And we arrive at the top of Machu Picchu after three days. And then everyone's like on the phones being like, oh my God, what's going on? There was a golpe de estado. So uh, basically the president got demoted and there's like a presidential crisis going on for like a week with strikes everywhere, people on the street. And basically we learned that there's no more trains, no more cars. There's no way out of Machu Picchu. Oh Imagine God. you're like working during four days, working 70 kilometers. And now you learn that basically you cannot leave the city where you are, a city where there's like 600 inhabitants, which is a small village. And so that was funny the first day because we were like, oh, you know, we're living a political crisis. But then the second day, the third day, like food could not come. Uh, some shops were closing. And then the only way out was basically either to walk again 50 kilometers to try and catch a bus or like a, a ride to Cusco or just wait for some planes, for some helicopters or whatever. It was a mess, the messiest situation I've ever experienced. But it was funny because everyone was like, what can we do? So you were basically having a beer with this person, then going play cards with the other person, going to the Tomal waters. It was madness. And I was like, it's, it's so weird to experience a situation like that. So it ended well, but still the situation right now is quite crazy. Um, but when I tell that to people that I've been like blocked in Machu Picchu for five days, everyone's like, oh my God, this must be so nice, you know, so amazing. It was like so-so, because after a trek of like 70 kilometers, you just want to leave the place, you know, and go somewhere nicer or, you know, go to the next plan of your trip. Um, so that would be my funny-ish <laughs> story. How did you get out at the end? Um, so we walked a bit. We walked like 15 or 20 kilometers, and then we caught uh, a bus that drove us back to Cusco. And I was supposed to stay three more weeks, but I ended my trip earlier uh, because the situation is not is not very nice. Like some people are dying on the street because of the strikes and you cannot do a lot of things. So, which is a shame because Peru is very nice. Um, but yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back for sure. But right now it's not not very a safe place to to go there. Yeah, I I can imagine, and I'm I'm really happy you're able to get a flight out. It's one of those things where you imagine even the airports would have shut down. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So the airports were shut down, then they reopened, and obviously all the prices went up. So that's again that's something when you travel, you're like you have a budget, but then you're like, I need to catch a flight, so you don't really look at the price because you have to take it. Uh, so it's funny because all my plans were cancelled. And you just had to go with the flow, you know, um, mm -hmm. which sometimes is nice. And sometimes you just, okay, you know what? It's like that. I cannot do anything. So just chill, you know? Just chill. Go back to the advice. Just chill. But after a while, it's not funny anymore. And I'm glad you, yeah. could, you could get out and, and keep moving. And I, I hope the people in Peru can find a sense of normalcy again and, and stability because i know like you said it's still ongoing so yeah. let's pray for the people of peru hopefully
Yeah. Well, Caro, I want to thank you so much for sharing this amazing five-month adventure you've been on and all the adventures to come. If people want to follow you, where can they go? Um, they can go on my Instagram. Um, so the name is Caro Around the World 2. A lot of people ask me why it is two because I had a prior one and then I it was when I was younger, so you know, didn't want to keep this one. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me there and see the challenges, the the many posts, the many stories, uh, and yeah, just um, the chilling vibe uh, of Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> well, viewers, if you're if you're if you go and check it out, I'm sure you're going to be entertained, like I always am, as you continue to go around the world, Cairo. So I hope you keep enjoying your journey, and I can't wait to see what you do next. Well, thank you very much. Um, let's see what's, what happens. But thank you for having me and for being able to, to share a little bit of my story with you. Thank you, Caro. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.